Eanes is proud to present the Eanes Independent School District Speaker Series. This week, Marissa Goff and Heather Kennedy are presenting Be Smart, a conversation about kids and guns. Thank you for joining us today. We'll be talking about Be Smart, a program developed by Moms Demand Action for Gun Sets in America to bring together parents and adults concerned about kids, guns, and safety. My name's Marissa. I am a parent of two girls. They're three and six. And the way I got involved with all of this, um, before I was even a volunteer, um, my in-laws have firearms. And so when my youngest daughter was born was the first time my oldest daughter spent the night at their house. So I talked to them about it and I said, you know, how are your firearms stored? And they assured me that everything was fine, they were put away, and my daughter wouldn't have access to them. So I felt good about that. My daughter spent about four days at her grandparents' house and it was great. And then about a year and a half later, we had an Easter brunch at my house and I found out from one of my sisters-in-law that every single adult was carrying a firearm in my home and hadn't told me. It was either on their person or in a purse. Um, and we had at the time a four-year-old and 18-month-old and nobody told me. So they were our babysitters and the next time we left the kids I said, you know, hey, we've talked about it before but do you mind showing me how you store your firearms? And they got defensive and they wouldn't do it. Um, so we had to pull our kids that day. And then I got involved in volunteering and I got involved in the gun violence prevention movement. I learned about Be Smart and it really stuck with me, you know. I had this issue in my own family, and I was hoping maybe I could educate other people's families about responsible storage so they wouldn't have to go through what my family went through. And this is Heather. Hi, I'm Heather. Um, I got involved with Be Smart um, initially because I was really sick of seeing articles over and over again about children unintentionally shooting themselves or their siblings or you know, these kinds of things that I knew weren't accidents and were completely preventable and that people just needed to be better educated. I have two boys, they're now 10 and 12, um, but you know, they used to be smaller and more curious and you know, they love playing with guns and Nerf guns and all kinds of stuff like that. I knew curiosity would, you know, always override whatever common sense I might have tried to drill into them. Um, and I remember myself being probably nine or 10 years old and going into my parents' closet and I knew where the shoebox was and I knew exactly what was in the shoebox and I took it out of the shoebox and I handled it and I, you know, and just luck, and I, I know they kept it loaded too. So, um, you know, knowing that I was a smart kid and I still did something like that, I know every single kid out there is entirely capable of getting curious enough to go play and then a tragedy happens so um, I think I drove people on Facebook crazy by just constantly sharing every single article that would happen where a toddler shot somebody or you know something like that happened and um, then I found Be Smart and I was like oh I can do more than just annoy people on Facebook with articles um, so that is how I got involved. Um, so firearms are the second leading cause of death for American children and the leading cause of death for black children. Um, as this slide shows, nearly 1,500 American children under the age of 18 are killed with guns every year. That's an average of four children every day. 
When American children are killed with guns, the majority of those deaths, 53%, are homicides. Uh, that's nearly 800 children per year. And additionally, 600 children die by firearm suicide each year, and nearly 100 are unintentionally shot and killed. Okay, so we know that approximately 4.6 million U.S. children live in a household with at least one loaded, unlocked gun. While school shootings and mass shootings typically make national headlines, the reality is that for children under the age of 13, gun homicides most frequently occur in the home. And one study showed that nearly 90% of unintentional shooting deaths and injuries among children under the age of 15 occur at home. We also know that in incidents of gunfire on school grounds, 78% of shooters under the age of 18 obtain the guns from their home or the homes of relatives or friends. I know it's an emotional issue, and we may come from different walks of lives. Many of you are parents, some are gun owners, some are not. You may have had personal experience with guns, and some of you may have even been impacted by gun violence in your life. We believe that most gun owners want to be responsible gun owners, so we're here today to talk about what all of us, gun owners and non-gun owners alike, can do to make sure children don't have unsupervised access to guns. Um, so for now, let's leave politics at the door and agree on these three things. Um, one, we all want kids to grow up happy and healthy. Two, we each have the right to make responsible decisions about how to protect our homes, families, and communities, including whether or not to have a gun in our home. And three, if we can prevent even one child gun death or injury, it's our responsibility to do so. Uh, so we're not here to talk about laws or policies, so let's set those aside. Okay, so I want to take a few minutes to talk specifically about what consequences of unsecured guns looks like. On this slide, you'll see just a few headlines from stories from across the country, although we know that there's many incidents that go unreported. You may remember from the news the first story on the top left. In January of 2018, there was a school shooting in Kentucky at Marshall County High School. At least 16 were shot and wounded. Two of them, Bailey Holt and Preston Cope, were killed. The 16-year-old shooter had gained access to his stepfather's unsecured pistol from his bedroom. The next tragedy took place in May of 2018. A four-year-old boy from Louisa, Virginia, unintentionally shot his two-year-old brother, Tyson, after accessing an unsecured gun that was kept high up in a cabinet. The next headline at the bottom, at the bottom left, illustrates that when kids are looking to carry guns out of fear, easy access to guns can help facilitate the cycle of violence like 17-year-old King Zeke of Jackson, Mississippi, who told the Jackson Free Press that some young people in his community carry guns out of fear of being robbed or shot and believe that having a gun will allow them to defend themselves. Let me also point out our final story about 13-year-old Mikey from Brewster, New York. Mikey was a friendly, popular eighth grader. He was an expert bowler, an avid athlete, and he loved video games. In January of 2013, Mikey came home from school and took one of his father's unlocked, loaded guns and shot himself. His family knew him to be a happy kid, and they didn't believe he had planned to die that day. But with easy access to a loaded gun, Mikey made an impulsive decision that tragically became a fatal one. All four of these stories show the fallout when young people get their hands on unsecured guns. No story is quite the same, but all are tragic, and all are preventable. So. It's important to remember that even if you are practicing responsible storage or if you don't have a gun in your home, you can't be sure about other homes. 
you can't be sure about how responsible other people are being, and that's where our Be Smart program becomes helpful. So what can we do? We can learn to be smart. So let's start with S. Secure all guns in your homes and vehicles. 13 million households with children contain at least one gun, and the majority of children in gun-owning households know where the gun is stored. And we already know that in incidents of gunfire on school grounds, the majority of shooters under the age of 18 obtain the guns from the homes of their friends or family. Like the tragedy that unfolded at Marshall High School, Marshall County High School in Kentucky that we touched on earlier. So what do I mean by securing guns? They should be stored locked and unloaded with ammunition stored safe, separately. Hiding a gun is not securing a gun. And we know that can lead to tragedy. We talked about the four-year-old Virginia boy who unintentionally shot his two-year-old brother after accessing an unsecured gun that was stored high up in a cabinet. And remember Zeke from Mississippi who spoke of the complicated safety reasons that push some teens to want guns? Keep in mind that kids may feel a variety of emotions about guns, from curiosity to fascination to fear. As adults, it's our responsibility to prevent easy access to guns. Research also finds that responsible storage is associated with decreased risk of firearm suicide and unintentional firearm injury among children. One study showed that in households that locked both firearms and ammunition had a 78% lower risk of self-inflicted firearms injury among children and teenagers and an 85% lower risk of unintentional firearms in injuries. Some commonly used responsible storage practice include a cable lock, lockbox, or firearm safe, as well as storing firearms unloaded with ammunition stored safe separately. And we do have an example of a cable gun lock. We do have these available for anybody that needs them. Part of our outreach to the community is to make these available to anybody who needs one. Unsecured guns also contribute to the staggering number of guns stolen each year. An estimated 380,000 guns are stolen from private gun owners every year, and gun owners were three times more likely to have a gun stolen if they carried a gun in the last month. So storing a gun in a glove compartment or underneath a car seat is not considered responsible storage. And that estimated 380,000 is ones that are reported. There's a huge number of stolen firearms that never get reported. So M, model responsible behavior. Uh, every law-abiding adult has the right to decide whether or not to have a gun in the home, but you can't rely on curious kids not to find a gun. Uh, as we saw on the slide before, one study showed that the majority of children are aware of where their parents store their guns, and that more than one-third reported handling their parents' guns, many doing so without the knowledge of their parents. Nearly a quarter of parents did not know that their children had handled the gun in their house. Um, it is always an adult's responsibility to prevent unauthorized access to guns, not a curious child's responsibility to avoid guns. Talk to your kids about gun safety, but remember that's a precaution, not a guarantee. One study found that young children who go through week-long gun safety training are just as likely as children with no training to approach or play with a handgun when they find one. Modeling responsible behavior means that smart adults make sure that kids don't have the opportunity to access guns. That said, you can't control the environment that your child is in all the time. So you should teach them not to touch a gun if they come across one, real or pretend, and give them the tools to get out of a dangerous situation and to alert an adult. As an adult, it's your responsibility to do everything you can to prevent them from getting in a dangerous situation to begin with. We also have a handout on best practices for talking to children and teens about guns. As we mentioned, there's approximately 4.6 million U.S. children living in a home with at least one loaded, unlocked gun. 
That's why you need to ask about firearms in other homes or child visits. And that's the A and be smart. For the parents and caretakers in the room, what are some things you ask about before allowing your child to go to a friend's or another home? Allergies. Allergies, swimming pool. Um, we talk about our dog. I have a really old dog who doesn't like kids, so you know, I tell them that the dog exists, but we keep them away. Um, other things that we talked about, car seats for rides, who will be home for playdate teen events if there's going to be an adult around, older brothers and sisters, things like that. Um, TV and screen time, electronics, um, alcohol access, how prescription drugs are stored. We think it's really just part of the whole safety talk that you have with other parents. Um, we think it doesn't have to be an awkward conversation. You can do it by text, you can offer it up. Um, we like to assume in Texas that people have firearms, so instead of asking, do you have firearms in your home, we go, how do you store your firearms? And you can always lead with yourself. You know, I have hunting rifles, they're in our garage locked up, or I don't have firearms in my home and I just wanted to let you know. So that is um, so, I mean, here's an example of a conversation just, you know, that you can do over text and it's less awkward. Um, you know, so asking about guns in the home should be as natural as asking about any other safety issue, but it can seem awkward at first, we know. Um, just try making part of your safety conversation and you can try it by email or text. And so, like we talked about allergies and, you know, slipping it in. Do you guys have guns in the home? Like Marissa said, we kind of skip that part around here and go straight to, um, you know, just how do you, and if they don't have them, then they're really quick to just say, we don't own any, and it's fine. Um, and, you know, it's pretty much that simple. It's a little weird the first time, but once you have a positive response after the first time, you're like, oh, it's really not that bad. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, let's talk about recognizing the role of guns in suicide, and that's the R in SMART. Access to a gun can mean the difference between life and death. We saw that in Mikey's story. As your children get older, you may need to consider taking another look at your storage methods. If you've been using a simple cable lock, you may want to think about getting a gun safe. We all know how curious children can be, and as they get older and more resourceful, we need to act accordingly. Also, if you know your loved one is in distress, you might want to consider temporarily removing a gun from your home. Take this information into consideration. Most people who attempt suicide do not die unless they use a gun. In fact, 85% of suicide attempts with a gun result in death, a much higher fatality rate than any other means of self-harm. This contributes to the fact that 40% of child suicides involve a gun. If you consider temporarily removing a gun from your home, how can you do that and where can you bring it? Local law enforcement may be willing to temporary store, temporarily store your guns. Some licensed gun dealers or gun ranges may be willing to temporarily store your gun. Or you could temporarily store it in the home of a friend or a family member. To manage risk for that friend or family member, you should lock any guns you transfer and not provide the key or code. Um, so the National Youth Survey conducted by the CDC showed that 17% of high school students surveyed had seriously considered attempting suicide within the last year. Uh, one study showed that 41% of adolescents in gun-owning households report having easy access to the guns in their home. And as we discussed earlier, research shows that responsible firearm storage is associated with a decreased risk of child firearm suicide.
And here's some resources, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, um, the Trevor Project, which specifically helps children, LBGTQ youth. And then you can text HOME to 741741 anywhere in the United States, anytime, about any type of crisis. We also do have some handouts in the back about recognizing the signs of suicide in teens. T, tell, uh, that is the power of being smart. We have heard from people that because of Be Smart, they know to ask about the presence of guns before their children go to other people's homes, that they've talked to family members about guns in the home when they have recognized the role of guns in suicide, and that gun owners are modeling responsible behavior as a direct result of Be Smart. So who are you going to tell to Be Smart today? Research shows that law enforcement, the military, and hunting or outdoor groups are particularly effective at communicating safe storage practices. So just as a reminder, be smart, secure all guns in your home and vehicles, model responsible behavior, ask about unsecured guns in other homes, recognize the role of guns in teen suicide, and tell your peers to be smart. Somebody store a gun safely in a vehicle if not under the seat of it. The they do manufacture uh, lock boxes that you can bolt to the floor of your car. I mean, there's like in the trunk or something. Or no, I mean even there's like under, under your own ones seat. Yeah, oh. that are available too. Yeah. So, um, and the number of guns that are being stolen from vehicles in uh, Austin Police just put out a study about it. Um, I don't remember. Estimate is fifty percent of all cars that are broken into have a firearm stolen out of it. Yeah. And that's here in Austin. Yeah, I've talked to and people who yeah. valet park cars, yep. and they say, you know, people just toss it on the seat mm -hmm. when they go someplace. <gasps> I did. I was I was standing in a valet, and I saw this guy get out with the most beautiful like pearl handrail, you know, like took it out, and I saw him put it in the car. He was going into a hotel that had you know no carry sign. You're not even locking it in the glove compartment. No. And I asked the valet, I was like, how often do people do like all the time, all the time? Mm -hmm. People just. Do you see a difference now that people can carry more? Have you seen a difference in any, any of these statistics, or is it better or worse? I'm not I sure don't know that whether there's data been a trend with open carry as far as you know how. But I know. I mean, just in my own neighborhood, we had a rash of like car break-ins, and in one night, um, and this was only what was reported, there were three guns stolen from vehicles and just a few car break-ins in my neighborhood in one night. And I was like, and then there were probably some that didn't report because there's no law about reporting uh, when guns are stolen from you in Texas. But yes, but there's definitely secure boxes that bolt into your car mm -hmm. that can keep your mm -hmm. firearm locked up and safe. Mm -hmm. Yep. questions? There's all Where kinds. Where else do you guys do this presentation? We do it anywhere, really. We do it for PTA groups. Um, we could do it for church groups, parents groups. We also do tabling, um, which is separate from the presentations. We have the handouts and information, and we talk to people at health and safety fairs, school fairs. We do national night out every year. And so we hand out information, and we give out gun locks um, to those who want or need them. So. Um, if you're interested in having us to come to one of your events to do either presentation or tabling, we have a sign-in sheet back there. Um, our business card is back there too that has mine and Heather's email addresses to contact us. Um, yeah, we do 
doctor's offices. Uh, one thing, is, isn't a presentation for kids? Like we said, you know, there's the onus is on the adults. Um, yeah, so any place so where there's adults and parents is where we talk. And, you know, we, if we know we're talking to younger kids, we might talk a little bit more about the asking if parents of younger kids, whereas if we're talking to parents of teens, we might talk a little bit more about the suicide aspect and prevention, so. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. If you're interested in hearing additional podcasts, please visit the EANS ISD Speaker Series or Westlake Healthy Students websites. Thank you.